We are live. Welcome to the Bowman, New Jersey podcast, episode number one. This episode is brought to you by ABM, a leading provider of facility solutions, including janitorial, engineering, and parking, where over 10% of the U.S. population is served by their 140,000 skilled and hardworking team members. I'm John Majeski with Ellen Wolf as your hosts. Ellen and I are really excited for our first guest. With us today, we have Bowman, New Jersey President Dana Getz. Dana is also the New Jersey Director of Property Management at JLL. Welcome, Dana. Thank you for having me. I am uh, very excited to be on the inaugural episode. <laughs> yes, it's very exciting stuff. We really thank you so much for taking the time to uh, help us out and be our very first celebrity guest on the Bowman, New Jersey podcast. We would love to delve into all of your major accomplishments and everything that you've done for Boma. But we would like to start to get to know the woman behind the legend a little bit. So we're going to start and ask a few personal questions, if that's okay. Sure, go ahead. Okay, so first, nice and easy, where did you grow up? So I am a Jersey girl from from the start. So I grew up in central New Jersey in Old Bridge. And uh, I lived there all of my school age life until I went to college, right up the road in New Brunswick. I went to Rutgers. <laughs> okay. Didn't venture far until after college. Okay. And I moved to Florida. Very cool. As a Jersey girl born and bred myself, I love to hear that and love to see success of fellow Jersey girls. So, um, and I know you do have a son. Um, he's in high school. How old is he now? He is 15 on the edge of 16. And uh, he's, a, he's a great kid. He's, um, he's smart. He's, um, I don't know if you, a boy can be sassy, but he's, <laughs> he's an only child. So he's very adult-like in his conversation with us. Okay, that's nice. Yes, and boys can be sassy, that 100%. And we, um, we, we found common ground. Um, I love Star Wars. He loves Star Wars. So we've bonded during this um, time period where we're all staying at home, where we've been watching the entire series of Star Wars in order, including the Clone Wars. So um, wow, we've bonded, and that and Marvel has kept our relationship close. That is amazing. That is good stuff. So I know um, it must be challenging with all of the volunteer work you do for BOMA, plus your regular career and being a mom and, you know, all of watching all of Star Wars. Um, you know, what are some of the challenges that you've had balancing your home life and parenthood and your very successful career? Well, this year has been interesting. It's a lot of blurred lines since um, with the technology that we're all using and meeting um, virtually. But it's just a matter of um, for balancing, just making things a priority and knowing when to, to stop. Because I think like everybody in every whatever it is you do, whether you're working for ABM or you're work managing an office park or you're cleaning up disaster sites, you could work 24-7 and still not get everything done. So you have to just make make things a priority for um, and know when to stop. Find that comfortable point. 
That is a good piece of advice. Absolutely. And no wonder you do so well at what you do. So um, we would like to delve a little bit into your career. We know, um, you know, you took on a new role back at JLL. So John, do you want to hop in with some of the questions about Dana? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, so Dana, some very good advice. We found a little bit, a little bit about your personal side. Now we want to talk about your, your professional life. Because like you said, you know, you could be at work 24-7. It's a balance. So now we'll talk about the professional side. So what was your first job when you graduated from college? So while I was in college, I worked for a large chain restaurant, um, casual themed dining. And uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up at 21. So I stayed working for said casual theme um, dining restaurant. And uh, I went in their management track and training, corporate training track. So I stayed there for quite a quite a few years and uh, I I got to do a lot for, for um, it's Fridays, I'll just kind of say. I, I was gonna jump in and <laughs> say, been there. say Fridays because yeah. that's where I started my career as well. So um, they have a fabulous training program, so. Yeah, and it, it teaches you an excellent work ethic. I think being Absolutely. in that type of service industry, it just, and the teamwork, the camaraderie that you you experience. So, I I love that time. I still have friends from that time period where we have a Facebook group. Uh, we've done. I've flown to Florida and had a reunion with them. That's amazing. So, yeah, I'm still close with all my Fridays peeps too. It's it's it really is. It was a family. Mm-hmm. It's special. She had a great experience at Fridays, good training from them, it sounds like. So from there, how do you get into property management? So uh, my my time at Fridays unexpectedly ended. Um, it just, there was something that happened um, that it was time for me to go. Um, it was working a lot of late nights and um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to work till three in the morning and I didn't want to um, smell like a fajita. (laughs) 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 Um, So I started temping. I did. I just said, you know, I'm at that. I'm in my 20s. I have an opportunity to to figure some things out. And I wound up temping for a company called the Galbraith Company which was acquired by LaSalle Partners, which then became Jones Lang LaSalle through mergers and acquisitions. So I fell into property management. Wow. Wow. Very interesting. So throughout your whole career, you you came in contact with a lot of people. So who was the biggest influence in your career in property management? So I don't know if I have one biggest, I have several. So early in my career, there was a gentleman named Don Cartwright, where I was, I started in an administrative role, because that that's how um, the temp agency worked. And he, he saw something in me, and I got my real estate license, and I was showing properties in South Florida. And I was really part of the team. And so I learned a lot from him, such a fine man, just a nice guy. And then I, part of what I was working on with him was an asset in Miami. And I got exposed to the operation side of this huge office tower in South Florida. And that's how I fell into the property management side. 
And my next influence was the person that handled the transition. There was this lovely lady named Kim Frickhopper and then my boss, Linda Aronson. And I stayed in touch with both of them for many, many years. Um, I would I worked closely and reported to Linda over my 20 year, 20 plus years um, on and off uh, multiple times. She was a huge influence on my career. Wow. So somebody like that's new into property management. So what, what advice would you give somebody, you know, somebody just starting out? I would say network and the best way to network is to go through an industry organization. BOMA has been so beneficial to me and my career um, because I obviously I'm not in Florida now, I'm in New Jersey. I moved back to New Jersey and I, I, my connections weren't the same. You know, I, I was starting a new career in New Jersey and yeah, I said, I have to do something. And I went to a BOMA meeting, didn't know anybody. I walked in, knew nobody, and um, it just kind of evolved from from that point. So it was, it's that's the advice: is join an organization, be open minded, be part of it, be on a committee, and spread your wings. That you know, take those stretch goals on a safe. When you're volunteering, you're not getting compensated by what you do. So there you go do those stretch goals at an industry organization, leadership, yeah. public speaking. I have to network, I have to get out there and meet people. Yes. It's important. So just if you could tell us a little bit about your new role with JLL as a senior VP and how has the transition been? So it, it's been interesting. I've done a lot of different roles within JLL and I had a brief period where I left and came back. And so I went from directly managing assets to oversight of a team that manages the assets and then also developing new business. So it's been great to come back to such a, a, a great organization where I have partners in other business lines, our, our leasing team, our capital markets team, everybody is very collaborative and willing to talk because we believe in our company and know we have an excellent product. And um, it, it's just been great coming back. It's, it felt like kind of like going home, if you will. Yeah. So wow. it's been great. And um, I, I work with Terry Harris, who is a COO of our tri-state operations. She's like a ball of energy fire. And, you know, I, I love being around her and she's just, brought an amazing energy to JLL in New Jersey. So that's my role is growing the office business. We, I have counterparts on the industrial side and on the retail side. So my focus is, is office. Okay. So you've served multiple in multiple aspects of real estate over your impressive career. So from facility manager, regional analyst, and now senior vice president. So what are some of the challenges that you've faced throughout your career and how did you overcome them? So in the beginning of my career, everything seemed to be a crisis. Like I was like, the sky is falling. We've got to do this. And it, I created some frenetic energy around myself. And then 
I took, you know, being able to listen and receive feedback on calm it down. We're not doing brain surgery. While what we do is important, everything is not a crisis. And I was able to evolve my style and, and actually not even my style, it was my mindset. And, um, I took the feedback and, uh, it was, thank God it was early in the career. So, um, things are calm now. And, uh, that was a big aha moment for me, because if you're constantly, um, on edge, you're going to put people around you on edge. So you have to be calm and you have to listen. I've always gotten that feeling from you from when I first met you, the calmness. You, oh, thank you. You, def- you definitely have that. That's, that's really, really important. Agreed. So aside, aside from being paid, so how else has your job created value in your life? That's an interesting question. Um, it's, oh, JLL has a great culture and being part of something so special at work kind of makes me at home want to create something special and create traditions and value in, in the individuals that are part of the organization at work and then value at at home. Like everybody's got something that they're good at. And I think that's it's helped me really focus on everybody's got something and everybody has value. So pay attention to uh, my 15-year-old son and his way might be a better way than I I was thinking about it. I'm, I'm, you know, constantly on him for his homework, but he's like, relax, mom, I got it. And so then I said, yeah, he's got it. So it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's helped me kind of adjust the mom style, if you will. Very good. Very good. So we talked about the personal side, professional. Now let's talk about BOMA. I know everybody wants to hear about BOMA. So okay. how long, how long have you been associated with BOMA? Um, since the early 2000s, I'm not going to give an exact time frame because, okay. <laughs> um, but as when I came back to New Jersey, I came back to New Jersey in, um, when was it? 98. Um, so it, let's just put it at the early 2000s at my career with my, my involvement with BOMA. Okay, we'll we'll take that that general time frame there. <laughs> we can look it up too, you know. I know. You <laughs> That's right. So, in, in what capacity were you involved with BOMA before you became president? So it, it is exactly like what I said. I I joined a committee. I got involved. I I, I listened. So I think one of the first committees I was on was the programs committee, which brings. Our month, when we were meeting in person, our monthly meeting programming um, topics, education, networking. So I was on the committee that helped curate whatever we were bringing to our membership. I also was part of our education committee. Um, and that's that was <laughs> the involvement. Um, it brought me into the committee level. And by participation on the committee level, I became a chairperson of a committee. And then I uh, was honored that they invited me to be on the board. And so I was on the board and eventually I was on the executive board and I worked my way 
through the executive board positions and I'm honored to serve as president now. It's an amazing organization of just really cool people. Like everybody, um, collaborative giving of knowledge of their time. And uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. So no one, I, you know, no, who could have guessed what's going on right now, right? So when you started your presidency that you'd be serving during a pandemic. Um, so one of the favorite things that we had that you implemented was the roundtable calls that you do every week. So what are the, some of the benefits that you found with connecting weekly with the Bowman members? It, it has been um, kind of like a, a lifeline, if you will, into, you know, some normalcy. So our weekly roundtable calls while we share some really good, important information, it's it's pretty loosely structured, if if we are structured at all, and um, it's the the lightest, no pressure video conference call anybody's going to be on during the week. And you might find some good information. You might laugh. You might find interesting um, tidbits about people like uh, that they worked at Fridays. <laughs> um, so it's just been, and then there's, you know, the after the call, hey, we were talking about this. Let me send you this information. It's, it's really good networking and connections. Property managers are allied service pro providers and everybody's just talking because nobody is an expert in pandemic. Nobody could have realized what we would be going through. Um, and that solitude and isolation that people are, and the, and the hurt that we're seeing out in, in the community. So um, it, it's, a, it's a friendly community um, on a weekly basis. Uh, so thankful for it. Yeah, yeah we all I'm need that so lifeline. Yeah. And as I just want to jump in real quick, um, as of today, January 8th, 2021, how many weeks have you had that roundtable call? I think today was our 37th meeting. Uh, I, I like counting. Wow. So um, I and, and I prepare a little bit beforehand. So I have like some notes just to make sure that I, I know um, who to thank and and information that would be great for our membership to know about our upcoming um, programs or content or information that's available. Um, so it's 37. I have not hosted all of those. I've hosted a good portion of them, but this year I think we're going to roll some other people in. I'm not going to let it go because I love it. It has made me more comfortable in front of the video camera. I bought that strange little light that everybody, when American Idol went on, on, on this virtual experience, everybody, they showed them unpacking their, their ring light. So I have one of those. Ring light. Yeah. yeah. I have, I have a ring light. I have, and it's, it's, you know, otherwise I really look like I'm, I'm in a dungeon. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, well, I have to thank you so much for, for, implementing that as well, because especially in the beginning, you know, the first few weeks, few months, you know, it really was a lot of us only sort of 
connection that wasn't a business meeting per se. And it was exactly what you said, very relaxed. And, you know, I do look forward to them every week. And there's times that I can't join because I have other things scheduled and I, I really do miss it. And I'm upset that I can't log on. So you Thank did a really you. great thing with that and we all appreciate it. Well, I mean, it's definitely not a me, it's a, a we. I mean, we have great organizational services, our board members, everybody kicks in to participate and be a part of it. And the the thing that I find so interesting is um, our long range planning for the organization. I've always been passionate about figuring out technology because sometimes we're asking everybody to, you know, be a part of a committee, you'll grow. But in New Jersey, nothing is close. While it might be close mileage wise, it doesn't, it's not close. It could take something that should take you 15 minutes will take you an hour and 15 minutes. So I was always thinking that meeting in this virtual way for our committees would be so much better and to provide content to our membership. And so, um, Thank you, pandemic. Um, we've embraced technology. Yeah, so, some good comes out of everything, right? Yes. So, yes, that is true. So what advice would you give someone looking to get the most out of their Bowman membership? I think you kind of answered that already, but. Um, yeah, get involved. Don't um, be on a committee. Be open. Always listen. Like, there, there have been experience outside outside of BOMA or, um, where people aren't thinking about, they're thinking about what they're going to say next, not listening to what other people are saying. So but be open, be on a committee, listen, think, and then participate. It's It's been, and come out of your shell. It gives you an opportunity, lead a committee, hone your public speaking skills, your leadership style. It is, as my colleague Harold has said, a safe place to um, spread your wings and kind of develop your own style and your own brand. Um, And then you can bring it to all aspects of your life, whether it's your work life, your personal life, your volunteer life. It's, um, it's, It's a great organization and we provide a great service to the industry. Um, where would we be without Agreed. office buildings and um, not just office mm-hmm. buildings, medical office buildings, industrial buildings, um, retail buildings? We all, everything's about a building. How's that? <laughs> yeah, you're 100% right. <laughs> so once we return to a bit of normalcy, so is there any one BOMA event that you feel is like a can't miss that you got to go to? And why? I think I'm going to appreciate being in person to uh, at all of the meetings. I'm going to have a new appreciation for getting out. Um, I can't wait to the point where I can just hug people. <laughs> um, so it, it's they're kind of like children. It's hard to pick just one meeting, <laughs> but you know, there's <laughs> great things I'm looking forward to. We do. Um, uh, a new thing that we've started is a uh, bowling event. Uh, uh, was um, with bowling. Wow, 
<coughs> strikeout cancer. Yes. So right? strikeout cancer. Great event. So one of the things that we've we've done recently is strikeout cancer. That was such a phenomenal event, knowing that everybody is getting together to um, for funds to to solve problems and um, um, beat kids' cancer. I mean, that that's awesome. I love our um, Monte Carlo night. So it's uh, typically like a night where we all get together. There's gaming tables and uh, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Our holiday party, but our meetings and our content, um, every portion of our meetings in person, we get together and there's networking and we get to talk to one another and learn about people. So hard to pick just one. So I'm going to say I want, I'm looking forward to them all. <laughs> and and golf, love golf. You can't forget about golf. <laughs> That's fun. So, I agree. That was a I great agree. answer. So, what would you like to leave as your legacy as Boma president? Ooh, um, that we were able to pivot and show the resiliency of our organization during something that nobody saw coming and I mean we all have some pandemic planning and property emergency plans but nobody ever thought that it would the duration that we have and to the degree um, of of change and so that we're resilient we're gonna support our membership and give them the tools to to tackle this and move forward so I would love that to be my legacy is that I was part of an effort um, to provide whatever is needed in a crazy time and that we were um, a strong organization. And technology was, um, we wrapped our arms around it. Finally, right? No choice. <laughs> no choice. So do you have any tips for, or advice for the, the president that takes over after you? Um, I think um, everybody on the board is phenomenal. So I, I think everybody brings their own unique self and I'm uniquely me and whoever is going to be next is going to be uniquely them. And uh, I'm excited for what they bring. Um, bring, be authentic and be just be open and listen and I think that's the advice is just be, be you. Very good advice. Got to be yourself. So Ellen, go ahead. I know you have some other questions. Yeah, I think we have, yeah. we have some more time for some bonus questions. So maybe rapid fire questions to see okay. if you're on your toes. And, um, you know, random might be personal, might be about BOMA, might be about professionals. So we're going to just play the whole uh, rapid fire. Okay. okay. Um, let's see. Who's your favorite baseball team and why? Yankees, Derek Jeter, because Derek Jeter. Yes. <laughs> there you go. See, I cheated. I already knew the answer to that question and I just needed to get it out there. I'm very hurt that he's part of the Marlins organization right now. I have a, it's, it's a, uh, so yes. So I agree. All right. Rapid fire questions. 
So we already learned that you did start off your first job at TGI Fridays, as did I. And we did also learn there were a few other BOMA members who had experience at TGI Fridays. So can you enlighten the rest of us on one of your favorite TGI Fridays cocktails that you still drink to this day? Well, um, the coffee drinks were awesome. So you've got the Cafe Nelson. Was that Bailey's and Frangelico and coffee? Yes, it was. That was good. My very first drink at Friday's was an absolute citron pink lemonade when I turned 21. I remember going up to the bar. I remember the glass had a sugar rim around it. Um, obviously now there are other citrus flavored vodkas. It doesn't have to be absolute citron, but, but way back when I was able to start drinking, that was the only game in town for that. Um, oh, there was a dreamsicle. Did you ever have the, the orange sherbet vodka cream with whipped cream? Oh my God. I had a milkshake that you could get a buzz off of, but that was... (laughs) Or how about there was the other one, the one hour at the candy store. Oh yeah. Yes. That was a good one. Oh. Oh, good times, good times. Okay. Back to rapid fire, rapid fire. Um, if you could have your face on a billboard somewhere above Route 22 or somewhere in New Jersey, what would the caption be? Oh, wow. Um. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> I told you, we're going to keep you on your toes. Wow, that one has... Um... This is Dana, and she loves loud music and live shows. Nice. Love it. Love it. Um, Do you have any sort of favorite motivational book or quote you'd like to share with us? I do have a quote, um, and it seems very apropos in the environment we're living in right now. Um, Eat dessert first. You know, don't, (laughs) don't, don't wait. Um, Use the fancy china is another one, but you know, don't save things for later. Do it now. Um, do what you enjoy. Make it part of your life. So, but. love it. That is perfect. That is perfect. Um, I mean, I almost wanted to just leave it at that because that was. But I think I do have one more question. Um, what? has been the most rewarding, did you ask this already, John, the most rewarding aspect of property management? I know Um, we asked about the most rewarding aspects in BOMA, but I don't think we asked about- No, not property management. So I will answer that because um, every property manager that you will speak to and has stories, um, so they all could write very interesting books, but no day is the same. You can plan your day, but sometimes the day plans you. Um, It's evolving, exciting. You learn about so many different aspects of the built environment, Um, whether it's dealing with tenants, dealing with construction, interfacing with service providers, um, handling the, oh my God, that really did just happen, Um, emergencies and um, it's a great environment. So I, I just love it. It's, it's not static. It's constantly changing and you learn a lot and there's plenty of opportunity to grow in this industry and in property management. That is very true and does sound very rewarding. Thank you. Okay. Well, I think 
we might have used up all of our time for today. And honestly, Dana, we thank you so much for being a part of the very first inaugural episode of the BOMA New Jersey podcast. It was such a pleasure having you. And, you know, we sincerely appreciate your time. And uh, we look forward to having you again, maybe one day. Well, Ellen, I thank you. You're a wonderful host. And John, you're doing wonderful. Thank you for the questions and making this very easy. I was, um, I was a little kind of nervous beforehand, but I really feel like, like at a BOMA me meeting, I feel like I'm in a virtual room with friends and that we can just talk. So thank you. Great job. And I can't wait to see who you are going to talk to next. You did a great job okay. and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. John, I would love to thank you for being such a gracious co-host as well. And thank you, Alan. Thank you for joining us on the Bowman, New Jersey inaugural episode. And thank you again to ABM for sponsoring this first episode. ABM's purpose is to take care of the people, spaces, and places that are important to you. Be sure to visit abm.com or reach out to your local rep, that's me, to find out how we've been continuously building value in facilities since 1909. If you'd like to learn more about sponsorship for our next podcast, feel free to reach out to me or John or our beloved Pat Hanley anytime. Also, if you'd like to learn more about the BOMA Education Committee that we both serve on, or better yet, be involved, visit BOMANewJersey.com. It is extremely rewarding, and you never know what fun projects you might be involved in. Tune in next time for all the BOMA New Jersey insider information that you will only find right here on the BOMA New Jersey podcast. Till then, I'm Ellen Wolf, And I'm John Majeski. Thanks for listening. Stay well, stay strong, and stay safe.